Hey, dear Tyler, good morning. How are you doing? How has your week been? I hope it's been um, pretty good. I hope you've had fun. I hope you've been able to achieve your goals um, so far for the week, you know, targets. Um, and I really hope you're good. I really, really do hope you're good. So, um, my week has been eventful as usual, you know. Um, it's been a very busy week, very busy period for me. I've had quite a lot of responsibilities to um, handle, to tackle. Um, it's, I think it's more like it has a, a larger impact on me mentally than it does physically. So I think that's where my stress really lies most of the times. But it's been fun really really been fun um i think i had one of the most touching moments this week so um god was able to help me to do quite a lot of things quite a lot of things this week and just seeing the gratitude in the hearts of people really made me realize that you know there are some things in life that are just a class above, you know, the rest. That, um, you know, that sincere gratitude that you get because you did something that touched somebody's life. Yeah, you did something that touched somebody's life. Um, I don't think there's anything better than that feeling. You know, just knowing that your contribution to somebody's life made somebody happy. It was... I think I experienced it probably um, maybe three or four times this week. And that feeling is something that I think I want to feel like every day. Um, just knowing that my life is contributing to... Um, just knowing that my life is contributing to people. It's... There's no greater feeling. There's no greater feeling. And then um, also within the week, so you know for us in Dear Tyler, our week starts Thursday, right? So within the week, um, I got some amazing, amazing reviews. Now, I know that I post out, and I know I put out this content um, with the with the aim that a lot of people get to hear um and that also people get blessed by the stories or by whatever topic we end up discussing. But I still get overwhelmed when I get reviews from people um, all over. You know, just, you know, knowing how much Dear Tyler impacts people, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to me, like really amazing to me. I hope that, you know, thousands, I think I said this last week that I really hope a lot of people get to hear this, but whenever I find out that, okay, one person that I, I really, really don't know gets to hear it and gets blessed by it, it, it just puts me on a totally new high. Um, sometimes when I get to service, like, Koinonia, and 
I'm just passing by and then I just see somebody, one random person, be like, hey, dear Tyler. And I'm like, okay, wow. Um, only God knows how you got to know about it and all, but um, this is just me saying thank you, you know, for everyone that listens to this podcast and for everyone that sends a review in whatever way. It really, really means a lot. And I'm so grateful. Right? I'm so grateful. So let's get into today's topic. Um, and and honestly, honestly, uh, the topic, this wasn't what I planned to talk about initially. Right? I already planned, I think, for the rest of the year, the, the, the diary sessions that we're going to have. I already planned it, but um, I think something happened last week. Something happened last week um, to me that prompted me to go with this topic. And, you know, the topic is, please, right, um, don't grow up. Yeah, um, please don't grow up. That's the um, topic. Um for today yeah that's the topic for today right now um have you ever had an idea have you ever had an idea before that you just felt okay this is a good idea but it's never ever feasible like it'll never um be possible to achieve it or you know it's just this moment of having this kind of wild imagination and then all of a sudden you just see somebody doing exactly what you thought about maybe years after years after years after um i think something happened last week or so last week or two weeks back um i was going through some youtube videos and um i got to a video of um, Elon Musk and he was talking about um, how while he was growing up he had these thoughts of inventions and always you know seeking to make life easier and how he worked on his programming, how he worked on science, you know reading physics books and trying to understand space technology you know really immersing himself in all of these things and then coming to see um, what he has done with SpaceX, with Tesla. Um, there's this underground transportation system that Elon is work, working on. Um, yeah, the Boring Company. Yes, the Boring Company. Um, where they use some, some pressure tubes to travel, makes it faster, blah, 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 blah. Um, but... I was, you know, I was like shocked that these were things that he premeditated on um, a long time ago, like a while, a while back, a while, a while back. And um, going through a whole lot of these guys that are, you know, I'm not just speaking up like the rich people, people that are billionaires, you know, but the people actually achieving stuff, um, doing certain things, I find out that a lot of them had these dreams um, in their childhood. Now, it may not be what they're presently doing now, but then the dream was that one day their life, 
um, work, their life's work or the inventions that they come up with would change the course of world history. It would make lives better. It would make lives better. Um, I think Elon was saying that he had never really had thought about money. No, it wasn't Elon, it was Jeff Bezos. He said that he had never really had thought about money per se, right? So during the dot-com crash, I know this is a whole lot of history, I know, but I'll get to the point soon. Um, that during the dot-com crash, um, that the value, the share value of Amazon dropped, right? But he felt very calm because as even though the share, vo- the share value of Amazon dropped, they were actually meeting needs. Things were, people were um, actually getting their needs met through the Amazon company. I knew it was just a matter of time that things would change and so we kept on doing it. So the goal was never necessarily money. The goal was to consistently be in the position to be meeting needs. So I remember when I heard about um, Uber the first time I heard about Uber was on CNN a while ago. Um, I think Uber just came out in the US and they were talking about how Uber was competing with, um, they call them the yellow cabs in New York. All right, so traditional taxi drivers and how they use technology to um, make, you know, um, the whole life thing better. So back then, you know, you have to stand on the road and then wait for a taxi. You ask the taxi to drop, and then um, the taxi, you tell the taxi where you're going to, um, and then you pay per hour and all of that, right? Or so you pay based on the time that you spend. And so these Uber guys came up with this great idea that okay, why not um, be able to order a ride? And then already know what you're going to pay before you get there. Um, they'll find the best routes for you to make sure that you get there in time. You know, all of those things. Um, and that you could get it at your convenience. And so I, 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 I remember being, you know, extremely wowed by it. And so I was like, okay, wow. Um, in Nigeria, it may be hard at that time, but why not, you know, have something for... Um, our bike riders, you know, our travel. And I really, you know, just thought about it. I was like, ah, oh, it would be cool. It would be cool, you know, it would be a nice idea. Um, it would be easy. Because back then, I remember, we, 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 we mainly used to do, our whole transportation was basically bikes, right? Uh, so I grew up in Joss. And for those of us that know Joss very well, I could take a bike from Rayfield to Taminos or refill to Ferengada, refill to like anywhere, Bukuru to Marabanjama. It was like our easiest form of transportation then in Zaria until the recent um, trend of banning bikes and all. Um, bikes were the easiest way of transportation generally in Nigeria. So that was it. And I was like, okay, why not, you know, sit down, come up with the idea of transferring the same technology into bikes. And then I was like, yeah, you know, this is just wishful thinking. It will never be adopted until after a few years, I now saw um, Gokada. And it actually worked. Um, I think um, 
I think Gukada was the one, they were the ones in charge of even down to Keke also. I'm not too certain, too sure. Um, but what I had premeditated on, somebody ended up doing. Now, I'm not saying that I am the only person that ever had that idea right now. I won't say that. But that idea did come to me. I was privileged enough to receive it. Uh, like I said, it's not to me exclusively. I was privileged enough for me to receive it. But for whatever reason, whether unbelief or being mature about certain things, you know, um, analyzing the reasons why it will not happen, um, like I said, for whatever reason, I never really focused on it. And I missed out on an opportunity to be able to prefer a groundbreaking solution um, to my community, even if it would have um, ended up maybe encountering these uh, present day challenges. Maybe if I had started it, I would have been able to create a system around it that the government would have agreed to it. You know, but I, I missed out on that opportunity. Um, missed out on quite a lot of other opportunities. A lot of ideas have come to me. Um, and I believe a lot of ideas have come to us as individuals. Now, um, you know, some of the greatest ideas that we have usually come um, when we were much younger. There was just this thing about our minds being free to explore any possibility whatsoever. Any possibility whatsoever. Um... Uh, yes, so now I can clearly remember, I can clearly remember what really inspired this post. I know that I watched the whole Jeff Bezos thing, but now it clearly came to mind what inspired this post. So I was going through a movie list, um, and then I saw a movie, it's like we've done a movie of um, Queen Amina of Zezo, historical movie, and it was something I had always wanted to do because as Nigerians, we have such rich history. Our folklore is probably second to none. Um, the mixture of, you know, the various ethnic groups um, gives so much, um, there's, there's a wealth of content that can be developed. Now, when I get to see all the blockbuster movies, the historical movies that are made um, in, the, in the Western world, you know, by the Americans, the British, the Indians, the Chinese, you know, Europeans generally. And I'm like, okay, see these guys, they have such great stories, you know, their Greek mythology, their Roman myths and all the um, Chinese mythologies. And how we get so enraptured by it, why can't we carry the very same stories of Nigeria and, you know, build something out of it, right? You can't imagine, I already pictured um, the land that we could use. So we've got a whole lot of um, um, arid areas, desert areas here in Nigeria. Um, we could have used Zaria, we could have used Yobi, the whole lot of sand dunes in those places. I really pictured it, and I think I thought about it probably up to 10 years ago, if I'm not mistaken. 
and I was like, ah, you know, Binka, let's just pitch this, you know, to a company. But then I just came and I was like, nah, you know, they'll probably not agree to it. You know, um, nobody thinks highly of you, you know, all of those certain things. And then I just got to see that they've done a movie about Queen Amina of Zaza. I've not watched it. I don't know the quality of the movie. But then the sad thing is that um, whatever I do now, even if I decide to pursue that very dream, it's going to be like, ah, it's a ripoff of what has already happened. It may or may not be, but I'm sure you get the point. And so back to what I was saying, that... Being, I mean, some of the greatest ideas that we've ever had came when we were children. Where we could sit down and think of amazing things. We had amazing stories that we came up with that really got us excited. For some of us that were the innovative types, we came up with, oh, can I um, make uh, an invention with social capabilities or do this or do that or do this or do that. And we had this large mind to dream. Then, you know, over time, um, we decided to grow up. Grow up in the sense that um, we started putting um, certain limitations on ourselves. Oh, this is what you can achieve, this is what you can do. You know, you have this responsibility. Don't overthink, don't overdream. Be modest in your dreams, be modest in your aspirations. And for me, I'm, I'm a Christian and I hold very, very strong to Christian beliefs. And I, I, I try my best to always find um, a scripture that I could balance a lot of my thoughts so that I'm not just a motivational thinker, you know, just um, coming up with nice ideas, no, but I really needed to be scriptural. Um, and I was just drawn back to, you know, Jesus talking about the faith, you know, of a child. That in fact, um, it's the, the childlike faith that grants the supply of heaven you know children really don't believe anything is impossible they really don't it's growing up in a system that makes them define certain things as impossible so there's this book by ted decker i think blessed child i've never actually read it but i just had a little um somebody actually discussed it for a while and he said that there was this child that was brought up in a convent or brought up in a seminary i can't really uh, bring out the details but the child was taught never to um not to believe in sickness you know all of the vices generally so when he came out of that place and he encountered okay people being sick he was like no this is not what i'm accustomed to but I'm accustomed to um, and all. And, you know, he started, you know, like healing people or changing lives, you know, just generally. The purity of his heart that was not um, corrupted by the system of the world, right? 
um, made him able to achieve some certain feats. Dear Tyler, impossibility was learned. Sadly, impossibility was learned. We learned impossibility. We were taught to grow up to accept that certain things were not possible. <laughs> Honestly, that's how it is. And for every time we agree in the impossibility of a certain thing, we literally close up every avenue for preferring solutions. Now, um, I think historically when um, men actually thought that it was impossible to fly, right? When people came up with ideas and all about, okay, how we could come up with solutions, the masters, you know, the professors of the day came up and was like, it's impossible for any such thing to happen you know man can never fly around the world man can never get to space man can never do this man can never do that they literally indoctrinated the rest of the world to think that that was impossible but the people that provided the solutions made sure that they didn't lose track of their childhood dream even if they were not the ones that ended up coming with the solution, their passion fueled the passion of others to come up with ideas. Who would have ever thought that there would be a time that we would not need fuel to drive cars? Who would have ever thought, right, that, um, we would not need um, to literally travel to communicate. I'm sure if you go back to the ancient times and you tell them that, oh, we have a device that we're able to like um, communicate even without independent lights, lights not possible. They would bring out every reason why. They'll bring out every reason why it's impossible. And for every reason that you bring out, right, it's actually a proof. Um, or it actually, you know, justifies its impossibility. Actually justifies its impossibility. I heard a statement from Bill Johnson one time that um, still haunts me every day. So Bill Johnson is the pastor of Bethel Church and they had this Bethel School of Ministry. And he said one of the questions that they encounter is because he believes that God can heal anybody at any time and he said that um, most times students meet him and was like you know god said that we should heal the sick you know we should pray for the sick and all and the students usually ask him what if we pray for the sick and they don't get healed and his response is what if you pray for them and they do because we're naturally taught to always look at the impossibilities in life right so um what what would actually make something not work would make something not work so naturally that's what we're, we're taught to do 
Um, and I think it, it, it came, you know, because of the disappointment that other people experience. Because I tried something and failed, I naturally create, you know, that bubble that certain things should not happen or certain things should not be achievable. And so as children grow up, I tend to teach them out of my pain or tend to teach them out of my own um, failure. I don't want to, I think failure is the wrong word. Out of my own um what word can I use? Right, I think, for lack of a better word, out of my own personal disappointment. And so I generalize it and I'm like, you know, in life you're going to face disappointment. So accept the things that are impossible. Do what you can do. Find out what the world is doing. And, you know, move with the trend. Right? We're never really taught to create trends. But then look at it from a child perspective. From a baby. The legs are weak. But you'd see a baby struggle, try its best, you know, to stand up, to climb, to pick up certain things. And in that moment, they are encouraged. Even in the weakness of their state, sometimes the parents, you know, will hold the child and try to keep the child steady. You know, there are a whole lot of support systems that would um, fuel the faith of the child to do certain things. Right? So... I don't really know if I was able to communicate. I, I believe I was able to communicate my thoughts. What dreams have you had, Tyler, that you've silently caged because you grew up? Because you became all big and mature, and now you're responsible, and you have to think um, logically. What dreams have you given up on? Because, you know, the, the sad reality is that ideas, um, I don't think ideas come exclusively to people. So it's not like one idea to one person, no. I just feel that ideas are like electrical signals, right? If you're on the right frequency, you pick them. It can be picked by anybody on the right frequency what you ignore would be done by somebody else and most times you would live with the regret that you could have done it yourself what you ignore what you call impossible would eventually be done by somebody else now you know all of this i'm saying it has to be ethically correct ethically correct you know it's not just coming up with bad vices or something no but the ideas, what ideas have you let die because you grew up? Because you lost that childlike faith, that childlike belief, that childlike imagination that could accept anything as possible. Because the moment you're able to pick up those dreams again and tell yourself that it's possible to do it, it's just that I've not found a way, you you naturally begin to make the research, do all your findings, and come up with ideas of how to make it possible. 
it's crazy how um, in agriculture right now they're able to pick out certain DNA from various um, plants so um, maybe there is a, a species of a plant that can thrive in in a land with little water but then it's not um, as nutritious as another place right um, but then the seeds in that other place need a lot of water so they're able to pick out the DNA coding for um, that seed maybe they'll pick out the DNA coding for the ability to grow with lack of water and then join it with the DNA um, seed of the nutritional value of another species of that seed and then join it together to create one seed so that um, in the arid areas, right, in the arid areas, that same plant can be grown and still give that same nutritional value. Who would have ever thought that people would be able to do that? There are so many possibilities, so many possibilities. There are so many things that can be done. There are so many ideas, Tyler, that God has blessed us with that could be, one, a blessing to people and, two, a blessing to our own lives. When, um, when Mark Zuckerberg was pitching the whole metaverse stuff and how he wants to be able to create a way that the world can um, interact, we could interact with ourselves in a virtual sense. Like if you've ever watched this movie, Ready Player One, um, you'd have an understanding of what he's saying. For the first time in a long time, I knew that um, Meta, that was formerly Facebook, right? The company Meta was going to achieve it. In my lifetime, I don't know, but eventually they would because they put it as their vision and that is what they're looking at and they maintain that childlike faith and their goal is not to find out their limitations their goal is to find out solutions so they encounter limitations and then they find solutions to it how can they make it work anyone that tells you to grow up in this context is not doing you a favor. It's not doing you a favor. Instead of living in the limitation of the reality that people have created, right? Live in the reality of your imagination. Bring what you see in your mind's eye. Find the possibility of making it real. It is possible. I don't think ideas just come arbitrarily. God is intentional and knows exactly what he's doing. What idea have you let go of, Tyler? I want you to go back. Find it. Pick it up. And try it again. You know, find people within your... Within that sphere that are making... Um, that are making, you know, substantial progress in it, in that sphere. Find people doing it, right? Find people doing it and then, um, you know, engage with them, connect, create that community, do whatever it is, you understand? And then begin to refuel that passion, that dream, that imagination that you had. 
And so, yes, I will still try. I'll definitely watch the movie of the Queen Amina that they did. And hopefully I'll be able to pitch it to somebody else, maybe a bigger company, and come up with the idea that I had. I'm, I'm really going to do that. Um, for the fact that somebody else is doing it doesn't mean I can't come up with something better. Right? It's just going to be too zero that you end up giving up because somebody else is doing what you once dreamed of. Now, come on. Right? So, um, there is, a, there is a, a large playing ground for everyone. Right? But then there is something that your idea could bring that the world is actually missing. You could be the missing link to providing a solution. You could be that missing link. Right, Tyler? So, um, I know in Nigeria we say that adulting is a scam and all, but that's not what I was actually. Um, you know, that was not my direction. But anything that makes your childlike faith to be lost, rejected, rejected. You know, God said, for such is the kingdom of heaven. These type of hearts are the hearts that win the approval of heaven. People that have no idea of impossibilities are the ones that mountains respect and move for. And everything remains impossible until it is done. (laughs) Everything remains impossible until it is done. And the day that you break that impossible circle, you make it um, possible for others to live that dream. It was impossible to climb Mount Everest until the first person did. Now, almost everybody is able to climb to the summit of Mount Everest and come down. Like, it's almost like a tourist attraction. Everything is impossible until it becomes done. Or rather, until it gets done. So, I'll leave us with this last thought. In Mark chapter 5, I think it's one of my favorite verses. It's one of the... um, Bible verses that really left a very deep impression on me. So Mark chapter 5, somewhere around there, the story of the woman with the issue of blood, and she said that if she could just touch the helm of Jesus' garment, she'd be made whole. Now, generally, I don't think it was ever heard of or thought of that. That was a possibility, you know, that the garment of somebody could bring healing. And she did it, and she was healed. You know, Jesus said that your faith, that belief that this could be done, that this was possible, has made you whole, has given you the privilege of living that reality that you thought of. Now, if you go to Mark chapter 6, the last verse, you'd see that, and the crowds pressed on Jesus so that they could but touch the helm of his garment, and everyone that did was made whole. So, her crazy faith opened up the door for other people to experience the reality that she did. It became a common place for people. People were able to draw from her experience. And then it got to a point that the individuals didn't even need to be there. 
So you go down to the book of, you know, Acts, and then you find out that they were taking aprons and napkins and handkerchiefs that were either used by Paul or weren't worn by Paul or whatever, and they used those same things and they healed other people. So first of all, the woman believed that the helm of the garment of Jesus could heal. Other people believed it, and they also got it. And because of that, it opened them up to something bigger. We don't even need to see the person. Let's just get into contact with what the person has worn. And then Peter's shadow started healing people. Just imagine. Just imagine. The possibilities that were created because people dared to believe. You know, people come and tell you that, ah, you know, that's a very childish thought. Ah, make sure that you, um, you guard your heart on that. Make sure that you guard your heart on that, Tyler. So, um, yeah, this is a very long voice note. I don't even know why. Did I say voice note? It's a very long podcast. Forgive me. It's pretty long. The longest I think I've ever done. But I think it's just because it's so... Um, it comes from a place of passion, right? So let's revisit those dreams that we've, you know, laid aside because we grew up. Tyler, let's 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 revisit them. Let's rekindle that fire. Let's rekindle that flame, right? So um, remember that I love you. I'm always rooting for you, and I believe in you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, Tyler. And please do well to share with others, right? And also do well to share your thoughts with me. It means the world um, to me to hear from you, right? So do have an awesome week, right? And take care of you. Love you. Bye.